Almighty, we give you all honor, glory, and praise, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and your mercy, Lord God. Thank you for your love and kindness, Lord God. We thank you for every blessing, Lord God, that you bestowed upon us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are our, help, you are our helper, you are our strength, you are our God. Lord Jesus, you are our Savior and our Redeemer. And we worship you, Lord God, and we give you glory and honor and praise in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father. We want to thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord God, for watching over us all through the night, Heavenly Father. Thank you for keeping us, Lord God, all through the night watches, Heavenly Father. And thank you, Lord God, for blessing us to see another day, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, to be able to open our eyes up this morning, Lord God, to see another day, Lord God, that you made. And we will rejoice and be glad in this day, Lord God, because we know that you're the one who made this day. And we love you, Lord God. We thank you for our health and our strength this morning, Heavenly Father. And we glorify you this morning. And we give you praise and honor in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father. them, Lord God, to be a part of this service this morning, Lord God, and we pray, Lord God, that you continue, Lord God, to keep your hands upon them, Lord God, and continue, Lord God, to hear our prayers, Lord God, and continue to meet every need, Heavenly Father, continue to stand beside us, beside us, Lord God, continue to hold up us up with your righteous right hand, Heavenly Father, Lord God, and you will not allow our foot to be stomach, Heavenly Father. Thank you for keeping us with a mind that stayed on you, Heavenly Father. And we praise you and we glorify you, Lord God. And we love you with our heart, soul, mind, and strength for who you are, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for this day. And we thank you, Lord God, for everyone, Lord God, that's not here this morning yet. And we pray, Lord God, that they will join us soon, Lord God. And those that, those that may not join us, Lord God, we pray, Lord God, that you also would keep them in your love and arms, Heavenly Father. We pray that you continue to watch over them, Lord God, and keep them with a mind that stayed on you, Heavenly Father. And we thank you, Lord God, for the word that's going to go forth this morning, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord God, for the one that's going to bring the message this morning, Heavenly Father. And we thank you, Lord God, that you have anointed him, Lord God, to preach this morning, to teach the gospel of Jesus Christ in all truth, Heavenly Father. And we thank you, Lord God, that you fill his mouth when, his, when he opened it, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for Reverend Robertson this morning. And we thank you, Lord God, for your anointing upon him. We thank you for the gifts that you have given him. And we pray that you continue to use him in a powerful way, Heavenly Father. And we also want to thank you for our Pastor Frazier, Lord God. And we thank you for our Pastor, Lord God. And we thank you for her love, Lord God, and her kindness, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that she's a wonderful, godly woman, Heavenly Father. And she, Lord God, serves you, Lord God. And she, Lord God, teaches us, Lord God, the truth about your word, Heavenly Father. And we thank you, Lord God, for leadership, Lord God, and all that she does, Heavenly Father. So we ask you, Lord God, continue to bless her, Lord God. Come going in and coming out, Lord God. Continue to keep your powerful head, get your protection around her, Lord God, and your legions of angels, Lord God, that surrounds her, Lord God. And we bless your holy name, Heavenly Father. And we pray, Lord God, that all what we do today, Lord God, will bring honor and glory to your precious holy name. We pray, Heavenly Father, that if someone that needs to be saved this morning, we pray that they would be saved. We pray that they would join this service, Lord God. And we pray, Heavenly Father, Lord God, that you would speak to their hearts, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, this morning 
for you are the Alpha and Omega. You are the beginning and the ending, Lord God. And there's none greater than you, Heavenly Father. And we thank you for the precious blood of Jesus that was shed for us. We thank you for the blood of the awesome, sinless, spotless Lamb of God. And Jesus gave himself for us because he loved us. And we thank you for the love and compassion that he has upon us. And we thank you for the love and kindness that he bestowed upon us. And we thank you, Lord God, for always watching over us, Lord God. For we are the sheep of your pastor, Heavenly Father. And we thank you, Lord God, that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Jesus is Lord. He reigns forever in Jesus' mighty name. And we bind up the enemy this morning, Heavenly Father. We bind up every work of the enemy this morning, Heavenly Father. And he will not disturb or disrupt this service, Lord God. And we bind up, Lord God, every type of the enemy against our lives, Lord God. We plead the blood of Jesus against Satan and everyone his demonic spirits in the name of Jesus Christ. And we command them to flee. And we thank you, Lord God, that we will take authority over all the power of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. And what we bind down here on earth, we be bound in heaven. And we bind the enemy this morning. And his weapons are null and void. And we place him beneath our feet in the name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that we have the victory. We have the victory in you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, this morning. And we praise your holy name, Heavenly Father. And we thank you for all that you do. We give you glory, honor, and praise in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Mute your mute. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Your mute, Pastor. You're on mute. Uh oh, I'm on mute. You both are on mute. I know. You're on mute, Pastor. So uh, I chose this song this morning because uh, uh, of Father's Day and how God has changed me. So this is the song I choose for this morning. If, let me see if I can get it going here.
Amen. Woo, boy, y'all just don't know what that song. I don't know if you was listening to the words, but I know I've been changed. If you know me, if you ever knew me in the past, if you knew me when I first started working at Ikea, wherever you know me from, you know I've been changed. I am not the man that I used to be, and I thank God. Go ahead, Pastor. I just had to say it. <laughs> Like 
son who will bring us the word this morning. Y'all can just say amen. 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 So uh, <clears throat> thank you all for joining this morning on Father's Day. I won't keep you long. This morning, uh, we're going to come out of uh, Luke chapter 15. We're going to. Uh, so if you have a Bible, uh, just go to Luke chapter 15. We're going to start there. And uh, before I start, I just want to say, Father God, I thank you, Father God. I thank you for your grace and your mercy that you bestow upon me each and every day. Father God, Father God, I pray that it's my heart, but your spirit. I pray that it's my eyes, but your vision. And I pray, Father God, that is my mouth, but your words, Father God. And I pray that the words come out of my mouth be acceptable in your sight, Father God, in Jesus' name. And everyone say amen. 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 So I'm going to ask everybody to put it on mute. So just in case, you know, but uh, we're coming out of this uh, uh, Luke chapter 15 and I and I decided on this chapter for Father's Day because this is once again I don't know if anybody heard my Mother's Day sermon uh you can always go on my podcast and listen to that but uh these two days are just not the uh the best for me I mean uh if I walked past my father right now today and spoke I wouldn't know who he was at all I never met my mother but that doesn't uh say that I never had a father because all this time I didn't realize I always had a heavenly father. So I always had a father. But I chose Luke 15 because of these parables. See, it's three parables in that chapter alone. The first parable is about a shepherd that has a hundred sheep and he loses one of his sheep and he leaves the 90 and 9 and he goes to find that one sheep. And the reason why I find that appealing and I want to use that because imagine those sheep as children. If you had 99 children and you lost one, you would go find them. And that's what our Heavenly Father does for us. That's what he does for us. He finds us when we're lost. And these chapters that I'm uh, and these parables that I'm talking about today is about being lost and being found. Another one in here is about a woman who had 10 pieces of silver. And you can read this. It starts at Luke's uh, chapter four and five and Luke chapter eight and nine. So the second parable in this Luke 15 talks about a woman who had 10 pieces of silver. She lost one. She swept her whole house and cleaned her whole house. And she found that one piece of silver and she called her friends and she rejoiced. That one makes a lot of sense to me because silver being money. So if you lose a dollar, you're going to go find it. If you lose money, you're going to go find it. The one about the 99 sheep. See, most of the time, if people got 100 sheep and they lose one, they're not going to worry about it because they got 99 more to go. But that's not our, how our Heavenly Father works. If he lose one of us, he's going to be looking for us. So what that, what that shepherd did that lost that one sheep, he left that 99 in God's hand. He went and found that one. And when he found that one, he put that sheep on his shoulder and he took care of that sheep. And see, that's what God does for me. And that's why I had to bring in those parables. But the one parable and what my sermon's about today, and you, a lot of people have heard about this, is called the prodigal son. And that starts in Luke 15 and 11. So I'm going to read there. And it says, 
a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portions of good that falleth to me. And he divided them unto them his, his living. So what that's saying is that this young son said, Father, give me my inheritance before you die. I want my inheritance now. And that's what a lot of young people these days, they want it now. You know, they don't stand. You have to wait for it. But the thing is, the father gave it to him. The father gave him. He split it up among his two kids and say, if they if he wants it before I die, I'm going to give it to him. Follow me here. And the youngest of them said to his father, give me my portion. Give me my inheritance now. And then he fell it to me and he divided it and gave it to him. And many days after that, the younger son gathered all his things and took his journey into a far country where there he wasted his substance. So he got in his inheritance before his father died. He decided to go wander it in some strange land and he lived rigorously. He did a lot. of So what we call it today is he spent it all on wine, women and song. Or what we might say today, he spent it all on sex, drugs and rock and roll. So he went and he just gave away and spent all his money. And we know that if we continue to spend and not working, if we continue to don't have an income, then all of a sudden we have nothing. So he went to a strange land and he just spent away all his money and just did everything he wanted to do as a young man. And when he has spent all, this is chapter 14, the word says, there arose a mighty famine in the land and he began to want. So what that's saying is that after he spent all his money, a famine is when food and water and everything dry up. He actually spent all his money. He had no more money than a famine came. He had no more food. He had no more water. So what this young man did, and he went and spent all that arose a mighty famine in the land, and he began to want. Chapter 15 says, and he went to join himself to citizen of that country. And they sent him into the field to feed swine. So what this is, is he had all this money. He went to a strange country. He spent all his money on wine, women and song. The country went dry, had no money, had no food. So he had to become a citizen of that country get a job. And the job that he got was feeding pigs and hogs. So I don't know if y'all know about pigs and hogs. I know we eat a lot of bacon and pork chops and all of that. But if you really know about pigs and hogs, they're dirty. And what they eat is called slop. What they eat is leftovers and things that you throw in the garbage because they're pigs and that's what they eat. And this was the job that this man, this child who had money wind up doing because he had spent all his money of his inheritance that he got from his father before his father was even dead. So I hope you're following me right here. And he spent 
all there and arose a famine in that land and he began to want, meaning he began to need things. He was hungry. It says in chapter 15, and he went and joined himself to a citizen of the country and he was sent into the field to feed the swines, which we know as pigs. And he would faint with, have filled his belly with the husk that the swines did eat and no man gave unto him. So I'm reading out the King James Version. So that's why I'm explaining it every time I read it. And so what it says, and he would faint have filled his belly with the husk that the swines did eat. So let me explain that to you. The pig's food got to look good to him. The pig's slop that the pigs eat, which me and you would probably never eat, got to looking good to him because no man, nobody would help him. Nobody would give him food. He didn't have no more money, so he didn't have no more friends. And we all know how that goes. See, when you got money, you got a lot of friends. But when that money runs out, so do your friends. So now he's in this strange land, no cousins, no brothers, no sisters. He's in this strange land now. He has no more money. He has no more food. None of the women that he spent it on is bagging him up. None of those homies is bagging him up. Now he's looking at the food that he's feeding to the pigs. And the food is beginning to look good to him. He's ready to eat that food. <laughs> so I find that amazing. And so that's why I'm drilling on that a little bit. But let me go back. It says. And no more worthy. Let me see here, because I get excited and I kind of lose my place here. Y'all just bear with me for a minute. And we're going to uh, uh, number 17 now. And it says when he came to himself, he said this to himself. How many hired servants of my father have bread enough to spare? And here I am, I'm perished with hunger and I want to eat slop. See, because his father did have a little something, something. And see, here's the thing about taking the inheritance before his father died, because as his father lived and lived, that inheritance would have grew and grew. So he didn't get all that he have he should have gotten. Now he's in his land, he's hungry, and he wants to eat slop. But then here's the smart thing that he did. He said, my father's servants are not starving. The people who work for my father have so much bread that they can spare. So he came to himself. And see, that's what I pray. I pray a lot because when it says you come to yourself, that means you have woke up. That means a light bulb went off in your head. That means that you're saying, hey, wait a minute. What can I do to better this? What can I do? You come to yourself. I pray of many a day that I come to myself because I'm not altogether the person that God wants me to be. 
I'm not the man that God wants me to be altogether. So I have to come to myself. I have to wake up and realize that God did not make me a drug addict. I got to wake up and realize that, yes, you didn't take care of your kids, but God gave you some more. I have to wake up and realize that I am not all that in a bag of chips. I have to humble myself and wake up and realize who God really wants me to be. I have to come to myself. Y'all hear me? Y'all too near me not to hear me now. So I have to come to myself. And that's what this young man did. He came to himself. Then chapter 18 says, I will arise and go to my father's house and was saying to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. See, this is what makes the young man come to his sense and get a little smarter. Because he said he would go back to his father's house, but he didn't go back to his father's house expecting anything. He went back to his father's house to get a job. See, he was a smart young man. See, a lot of young people nowadays feel like that we owe them something, that they're owed something and they're not owed anything. And I can say that because of the simple fact that I do have some children, you know, I got to tell you something. We're talking about the prodigal son right now. And I'm going to read to this, but I'm going to tell you about the prodigal fathers. I'm going to tell you because there's some prodigal fathers out there. And I know about one of them. I'm going to tell you about that. So let me finish this up here because I'm getting excited. He said, I will arise and go to my father's house and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thy And no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me one of thy hired servants. So he's going back to work. He's not going back to say, Father, I'm your son. You owe me because I'm your son. I'm coming to work for you. I will be one of your slaves so I don't have to eat this slop. Number 20 said, and he arose and he came to his father. But when he was yet great way off, when he was yet far away, his father saw him. His father saw him from a way off distance that we may not even recognize people, but a father knows his son. When he saw him, he ran out. And see, that's what our heavenly father does. He sees us from way out. When you think he doesn't see you, he sees you. When it's very dark in your house, God can see you. When you get on an airplane and go as far as you want to go, God still sees you. When you grab that bottle, when you put that crack pipe in your mouth, I'm talking about me y'all long ago. God sees you. Wherever you go, God sees you. A father will see you. And it says, and the son, and the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called your son. 22 says, but the father said unto his servant, bring me the best robe, put it on him. And put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. Put So the father didn't care about what the son did by asking him for that inheritance before he died for going to swindle all that money away with wine, women and songs, sex, drugs, rock and roll. The father didn't care about that. The father only cared that his son returned home. And see, that's how our heavenly father is. See, Our Heavenly Father would like one of us to turn home because, see, if you've got the scales of justice, this would be one soul. And this would be all the diamonds and gold that's in this world. 
Because to God, all the diamond, gold, houses, and cars mean nothing. It's that one soul that comes to God is what he cares about. See, the 99 sheep is protected, but it's that one that's lost that needs to be found. Can I see some lips saying amen? I see some lips. Amen. And so, but the father said unto his servant, bring forth the robe, the best robe, and put a ring on his finger. See, a ring uh, when you married means something that means you belong to something. So back in the day, the ring was not only for married couple. The ring was to say, hey, my clan, my family right here. So what that man did, he reclaimed his son. He put on a robe. He put him in a robe and put on that ring to say, this is my son. This is my son that was lost, but now he is found. It goes on to say, and bring the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. He wanted to have a celebration because 24 says, for this is my son was dead and he is alive again. He was lost and now he's found. He was lost and now he's found. So I picked the prodigal son because a lot of us have been lost, but I know I've been changed. So a lot of people, they really get me when they say, when they say, oh, I, I've been good since I found God in 1997 and I found God in 2000 and I found God. Well, I got news for you. You didn't find God. You didn't find God because he was never lost you cannot find something that is not lost. If you walk down the street and find $10, you better believe somebody lost it. So you cannot find God because he was there all along. He was there when I was putting that crack pipe up to my mouth. He was there when I was putting that bottle up to my mouth. He was there when I decided that crack was no longer good and methamphetamines would be better. God was there. See, I didn't find him. He waited for me. He waited for me. And that's what he does for each and every one of us. He waited. So that was the story of the prodigal son. But I'm going to tell you a story about some prodigal fathers. Because, see, fathers, some fathers thought they were God gift to women. They thought they was rolling stones wherever they laid. They had was their home. See, that's how some fathers was. Some fathers fell in love with drugs. Some fathers wandered away from home. Some fathers just did things that was not acceptable to God, their children, or the women they had those children about. Now, I'm not telling you a story what I heard. I'm telling you a story what I know. Some fathers has wandered away. But like the prodigal child, those fathers want to come home. And when I say those prodigal fathers want to come home, I don't mean they want to go to your house and live. I don't mean they want to get back into your life and give you money because they don't have money. They want to have a relationship. They want to have a relationship with those children because they have changed. I know I have changed. The heavens and angel has called my name. So some of these prodigal fathers need to come home and they want to come home, but they just can't come home. Some of them don't know how to reach out. 
Some of them, the kids won't, don't want them to reach out. Some of them, the grandparents didn't told them how horrible the kids is. And some of them, the grandparents told them, hey, don't worry about that. We're not going to go there, folks. But what I want to tell you is about the prodigal father. So the prodigal father may have went to rehab. The prodigal father may have got his life together. The prodigal father may realize that he wasn't a rolling stone and he wasn't God's gift to woman. The prodigal father may have realized that drugs was not a God. Y'all feel me out there? Can I see some lips? Amen. Amen. So the prodigal father may want to come home. And the prodigal father needs a chance to come home. Not to your house, but to your heart. We won't kill a fatty cow and celebrate. We'll go to the steakhouse and get one there and have conversation. Silver and gold, I have not. But what I have, what I have is a little knowledge of God. What I have to offer those kids is a little knowledge of God and a little knowledge of the things not to do that I've already done. Man, and see, I think about it and I think about it and I think about it. Thank God for my uh, mother, Sabrina. I think she's still on here. Yes, thank God for my daughter's mother because I have some type of relationship and I have reached out to my other kids, but they are not reaching back, which is fine because see, they can be mad because one day God is going to bring them back. See, I have grandchildren that I never know, but I'm going to keep reaching out until they know me because I started this by telling y'all, if my father walked by me today, I wouldn't know him. I wouldn't know his name. But see, God has these plans for us. So God said that, hey, you didn't raise those kids, but did you think you were done? Did you think that you weren't done? I can show y'all better than I can tell you. Mia and Bella, come here for a second, please. I can show you better than I can tell you. See, God said, Richard, you may not have raised those children. Come here, Mia. You may not have raised those children like I told you to, but you are not done, son. You are not done. So what he did was he gave me these two beautiful children right here. See, God don't play and you can't run from God. No matter how you try, you cannot run for God. And see, what I did was I said, well, God, you know me. You know, I abandoned those kids. You know, I'm a terrible father. You know, and he said, boy, shut up because I make no mistakes. I put those girls there because they needed you. And guess what? You need them. And the mistakes you made, you will not make no more. And so it went so bad. This is how bad it got. That when I take them to the Dollar Tree, yes, I said the Dollar Tree because I'm cheap. When I take them to the Dollar Tree and give them a green bucket and say, go loose and buy whatever you want. I feel bad because I never did that for my children. When I go up to their school and talk to their counselors, I'm like, Lord, I feel so bad because I never did this for my children. And you know what God told me? God gave me a verse. I don't know where it came from. And I know pastor going to tell me where it is in the Bible after I say it. But the verse was, give me your worries 
and I'll give you rest. Give me your worries and I'll give you rest. And he didn't mean the type of rest where I'm going to lay my head down on the pillow and go to sleep. He meant rest from my mind, body and soul. He said, yes, you did do what you were supposed to do. He said, yes, I gave you those children because what I need y'all to realize is these are our children. Y'all can go now. These are our children. But God gave them, gave us these children. God gave us these children to watch over, to protect and care for. See, the last thing I told Kenise McDonald, and it was just like hurting on my heart. The last thing I told her is I will take care of those kids. See, my three boys, their mother died having my third son a day before my birthday 26 years ago. And so the sorrow in my heart. When I take these kids to Dollar Tree and Dee Dee's and all those cheap places, the sorrow in my heart that I didn't do it for Precious, that I didn't do it for Javon, Fontaine, Luther and Elijah Wan. I didn't name those last two. But God said, God told me, he said, give me your worries, Richard. And I'm going to give you rest for that. And you do the job that I put in front of you right now because these girls need you. These girls need you. So I am the prodigal father. The story I'm telling you about Serena. Hell, you already knew that. But I am the prodigal father. There's nothing I want more to have a relationship with those boys. There's nothing more that I want to have a relationship with my daughter. There's nothing more. And God will give me that. And God knows that I've been changed. God knows that the man I used to be, I am no longer. God knows that crack, meth, alcohol, marijuana does not anymore. Does not run my life anymore. God has brought me to another place. See, my pastor told me a long time ago, she said, Richard, you may have a calling on your life. And I said, Pastor, I don't think so. I don't think I have a calling. But see, when you have a plan made by God, it don't matter what you think. When God has handed out a plan, you don't know it, but you're going to follow it one way or another. You can run, you can run and you can run, but ain't no hiding place. Because like I mentioned, in the darkest room, God can see you in the highest plane in the sky. God can see you. You can climb any mountain. God can see you. Nowhere you go, you get away from God. So I don't want to keep you all day, but. Man, if you made some mistakes in life, join the party. If you did some things, join the crowd. God can use anybody. God can use a dope fiend that's been in dope for 35 years. God can use somebody who just got out of prison yesterday. God can use absolutely anybody. And I'm living proof. So what I'm going to end with is for this, my son was dead and is alive again. He is he was lost, but now he's found. He was lost, but now he's found. That should apply to a bunch of us. And it definitely applies to me. 
So I'm going to thank everybody for joining us uh, uh, this Father's Day. I really appreciate it. And I definitely going to thank the mothers who have been fathers. I ain't forget about y'all. It's a plenty of them out there. Mothers that have been fathers. I'm looking at one right now. But <laughs> but uh, I want to just thank everybody. And I just want to say you all, we have been changed. We have been changed. We have a father. I may never have a father, but we all have a heavenly father. And if you don't know him, get to know him. Do that power of prayer things because it's so much power. I was hoping that Vina from the job joined us because she asked for prayer. And I really wanted her to join us because she doesn't know we are a small group. But when you ask for prayer from the bread of life, your prayer could be given from anywhere in this world. Because of our pastor connection with her Bible college and her connection and experience in the ministry. You may be getting prayer from somewhere in the world that you don't even know about. And then the good thing about it is we just need your name. We don't need to know what we need to pray for because God knows. Can I get an amen? All right, y'all. I'm going to turn it back over to pastor and God bless y'all. Thank you too. Happy Father's
Well, you know, if that's some people need to have, then that's okay with me. But I don't have a problem uh, with uh, a 